This podcast does contain spoilers, so if you're okay with that, listen on. If not, pause the podcast, go watch the movie we're about to talk about, and come on back. All right, sweet. Excuse me. Brian, uh, over here. Hey. Pardon me, pardon me. Why don't you have the popcorn? It's starting! Woo! <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Shut up. Shut up and listen to the podcast. Hey! There's a lot out there to see. This is what we watched. Uh, so, Matt, with the holidays right around the corner, we're all kind of thinking of each other. That You said you, you were telling me you saw something that reminded you of me, oh, which just, is, we're just fucking I feel starting? so honored. God damn. Yes, of course we're just starting. Yeah, I was at, when I was at Ace Hardware, it was fucking, it was so weird, too, because I never see this shit. And then when I gave you... A Rice Krispie, I'm mean, not a Rice Krispie, a Reese's peanut butter cup from my uh, fridge. You got so excited because it was fucking uh, frozen or co- really cold. Right, yeah, because it's it's chilled, right? I never see that. Ace Hardware, but at next to their register, they had an entire cooler and like the bottom third were just a bunch of candy bars. And I was like, oh, oh hell yeah. I was, debating on, I was debating on getting one, but then I was like, nah, I don't care. I don't care enough. <laughs> See, the problem, if you get it out, out in the wild, you have to eat it right then and there. And I don't know if I'm always ready for that kind of commitment. I just like to have the option to have a... So you want to you want to carry a, a cooler Reese's. around with a uh, ice cream... Uh, ice cream bars. Well, that'd be cool. Uh, candy bars <laughs> yeah, that in would them be pretty just cool. for whenever possible. Just in or case. How, yeah. What? And not, not like a giant one. Just like a little mini, like, I don't know, pouch. All, like, like, like a fanny pack, but a chilled with, with, with a cooler function. Mm. Yeah, 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 totally. That, that makes be... pl- that's totally plausible. <laughs> I see no problem with that. I, I'm glad, and I'm also glad that it's not super fucking weird. <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> it definitely is. Oh, but that's that, that that's what I'm saying. That's I got gotcha. you. That's what we are. Yes, we are. And you know what we are? We are what we watched. We are a movie review podcast. We're for movie fans. We're for t- we're for TV fans, and we're for those who like the scent of nice, warm candles. Do you, I'm assuming you have a candle. I can't see shit. I do not have a candle. I, no. I, do, well, <laughs> I do have candles, but no, I'm actually uh, isolated. <laughs> and I'm trying to get Jesus. in the most <laughs> self-isolated uh, room that I can because uh, we are, for, for those who aren't watching us, uh, we're we're doing this over Zoom and – or sorry, Teams. <laughs> I was going to say. And I put myself in, in my closet because I thought it was the most soundproof room. and I, So I don't know how it sounds. I don't know if it's too loud. Uh, but no, so I, I'm currently looking at a bun, uh, at my wardrobe, basically. Ooh, do you see thongs everywhere? That's awkward. That's be... Uh, well, <laughs> well, I like to display them. I like... Uh, if, a, if a certain event happened, then I, you know, I put it on a placard and I, and I write the, the memory down. <laughs> right. Give me one. Well, let me see. Let me hear one. The date and what uh, happened. This one is this one's uh, uh, a hot pink, and it is from September third, uh, twenty twelve. This is uh, what was this one? Uh, I only put the date down, so I thought I'd remember. I don't know. I feel like this one. This one was like I I, I just got really crazy, and I started running through the halls of the school, and I got. Uh, a bunch of hoops and hollers in 2012. Are you in? Were you in high school in 2012? No, I was in. I was in. Uh, okay, uh, calm down. I don't know how old you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you were running through your college. Nice, nice. 
Yes, yes. I'm surprised you don't remember. You were the one encouraging me. Oh, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't remember being there. No, no, no. Yes, and uh, <laughs> also, uh, I had to convince you to actually put a thong on because you wanted to do it streaking like a freak of nature. Oh yeah, that's right. That actually, I think, is the one that started the entire escapade of of collecting these. Nice, nice, nice. I totally lost my train of thought now. <laughs> so, oh yes, we're a movie review podcast. <laughs> Uh, no, see, I don't have any candles in front of me, um, but what I do have in front of me is my notes about the two movies we're talking about. You and I both saw separately, which is sad because I both enjoyed uh, The Boy and the Heron and Wonka. Heron. Heron. Um, Heron the Boy. Heron? There was Heron the Boy. Well, there was some Heron the Boy because he <laughs> shaved half his head off. It's true. So the, the boy and half the hair half the on hair. his head. Uh, and, um, I feel like the, both of these are better when you see them with people. So Matt, you saw Wonka with, I just want to jump right in, into quick reaction. You saw Wonka with, uh, with a couple of our buddies. Uh, what was it like seeing it with other people? Uh, I mean, we have different, we have different, you and I have different, like perfect movies and outings and stuff like that. I feel like I'm very much of a escapist. So I Mm -hmm. like disappearing into these worlds rather than viewing a movie made with a bunch of people. So I'm, you know, it's fun to watch with people. It's fun to hang out with friends and stuff, but in my perfect world, I have an entire theater to myself and I get to completely immerse myself into this universe. But you, and I've heard other people, it's not just you, but a lot of people like to hang out with um, everybody laughing at the same time or gasping at the same time. See, I just start like registering Mm -hmm. that there's humans near me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I think it's it is just that uh that communal thing. Um but with that with that these worlds that that were created with these two movies is definitely I feel you. I wanted to be absolutely immersed in inside like I wanted to live inside. And that's kind of uh, how I feel every time I watch a Miyazaki film is I don't know. I didn't I I'm, I've never been the biggest uh fan of his animated films. I agree with everybody that they're amazing and beautiful to look at, but my favorite thing about Miyazaki is like I just want to crawl inside the frame and just live in where whatever fantasy, fantastical, uh, what was the word I, I read, Faz, phantasmagorical world that he creates, um, and and not necessarily have anybody else, you know, feel that way uh, that that's sitting next to me. But that's how I feel when I watch a Miyazaki cartoon. Uh, pff, cartoon. Um, I feel like honestly, you know, it's pretty close to my review for at least boring the heron i i thought i mean it was absolutely gorgeous up there with one of the best like most gorgeous movies that came out this year um hundreds of frame of literally just like you could take screenshots all over the place and just like sell that as a painting that as a painting you know it was absolutely gorgeous absolutely i felt like the pacing for this one was a little bit slower than his other stuff like I know they're all slower and like you get immersed, but I felt like the pacing for this one, like we watched very long takes. Um, then I don't remember the other ones at least, and I didn't hate it. Like I was fine. I liked it. It definitely mm-hmm. was more immersive mm-hmm. than uh, any of the other ones. I did also see it in um, IMAX, so maybe that did help. Um, oh, I falling bet that into did the help. World, yeah, I imagine. Did you see it? Um, with English dubbed, or did you see it um, in Japanese? 
I did go with the English dub oh, for, the, for this one. What? I know, I know. But everyone, put your pitchforks and torches down. All right. No. G- give me a second, because I because it's 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 something that I like. I said I I want to see the whole screen. I want to see as much of it as I can, and I and visually again. I mean, even a, a second of uh distraction anything that takes my my focus off of the entire image and makes me focus on just one little bit of it or or unless other people are laughing and then you're like focused on them and you're like oh this is so great yeah (laughs) no yeah so i i went with the with the english job because i i thought uh you know let me let me just hear what they're saying and let me just watch the screen and then i can go back and hear it in the in the original um have you original voice you've seen it twice i have not I have not yet. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that was the pie that's, in the that's sky. That's for later. Eventually. Yes, exactly. Oh, eventually yeah, yeah, at, some at some point. How was the uh, how was the acting? Cuz I was debating on going to see it again a second time with the English uh actors cuz I uh, right Florence mm-hmm. Pugh is one of the voices I think. Yeah, Florence Pugh and Christian Bale. Um Oh, you know and... Miyazaki loves Christian Bale cuz he's in um yeah. Howl's Moving Castle he's in also. It. Mm-hmm. He's in everything, I feel like. Pocahontas. Yep, yep. Obviously, that was Miyazaki uh, Dave, for sure. Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista. Yeah. So I, I think, I think they all did really well. Holy um, shit! I don't. Dave Bautista, yeah. uh, William, Willem Dafoe, Mark uh-huh. Hamill, Robert uh-huh. Pattinson, Florence Pugh. Damn it! Holy shit! And yeah. then other humans. Yeah, too, that it I don't w- give a shit about. It was a star-studded cast, uh, for sure. And I think they all did really good. Um, I don't, I don't feel like I was completely immersed in their performances. Like, I, I don't know that they were the most believable of characters, but then again, again, this is kind of a Miyazaki world. So believability is kind of left at the door necessary, you know, and, and I don't know. I feel like I, I've seen better uh, or I've heard better acting performances uh, through, through different dubs. But I mean, frankly, even the even the Japanese version, it was the the voice acting is is fine and everything. Obviously, I can't you know, it's hard kind of harder for me to really tell the exact like oh oh they said this line very nicely or whatever. You can still get the emotion, but the emotion right. comes more from the animation than anything. You still can like there is emotions that will leak through no matter what language you're fucking speaking. You generally right, absolutely if, if it's good, you can tell oh I'm sad then. Uh, supposed to be laughing then you know shit like that but um but it, it's not about that it's about the universe that you're in and the story and everything um what do you think about the overarching story were you really into the uh the dad banging his uh dead wife's little sister like a year <laughs> after she died like mid- maybe a year after she died well she's having a kid um, after a year after they died i believe so right exactly so i mean well that's just when when she got pregnant who knows how long they were sleeping together um i wasn't thrilled honestly about the the story itself um i i know after doing some research now that uh this is a very personal miyazaki film like this is taking (laughs) elements from his life (laughs) yeah (laughs) um I, I, that was, so he hasn't done an interview. So this is all, uh, speculation and things that who, uh, people who, who know him and, and know his life yeah, and, Bo, and from previous interviews, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, um, his dad did work, uh, for in, in a factory making glass and that they did move out of Tokyo during the war. Um, but his mom didn't die. So she was a huge influence, but, but she didn't die when he was a young age. Um, I don't know if, if they actually, his, his parents got divorced or not. Um, 
but it, this is very personal to him and I could, I could definitely feel that. Um, like you said, it was definitely a little bit slower to kind of get into the world um, than than other uh, of his films, where I feel like it's very, very little setup and then just all world. And hey, how are you going to react? And and let's go explore this world together. And then we'll reveal character and backstory um, at the same time. And this was much more of a, a classic setup and backstory and and understand uh, who you are. And then we we transition off into this um, fantasy you know, dreamland world. But what I, I don't know if the only thing I saw to, to support this is the, the kid. I don't know if Mahito, uh, hit his own head, Mojito. uh, Sorry. to Mahito. If he, if he hit his own head just to get out of going to school cause he hated it, or if he wanted to make his injuries look you know, worse than they were, or if he was actually trying to kill himself. And nothing that I've seen kind of supports a theory that I don't think that he meant to injure himself as bad as he did. And then this, all of the events that, that we see take place in, you know, the, the fantasy world uh, are just basically a fever dream and didn't actually happen. And that's something I feel like Miyazaki does really well is, is no, this is a crazy world, but these events did take place and, and it's not all just in your head. And that's how I felt with this one. I mean, yeah, I think I I took it as um, he was just trying to get out of going to the school, you know, whether it was injury, he doesn't have to go because he's like hurt and stuff, or they're mm-hmm. like, holy shit, this place is dangerous, you shouldn't go back or whatever. I I, I imagine it was him trying to just, because uh, it felt like the whole thing that they were like, accept your new life, and he was just like fighting it from tooth and nail. Um, right from the beginning, which is understandable and everything. And frankly, it was weird that the whole thing was like, "No, you have to call her your mother." Like <laughs> that's the whole. Oh yeah, that was. I was like, "This is that weird, was kind of strange." <laughs> Looking around, am I the only one that thinks this is weird? Um, but <laughs> I loved though they had one of my favorite, possibly one of my favorite characters. I for the for some reason. Well, let me say first, the semen came through, and I thought those were adorable. And I was in love with those. And I was like, oh, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> those were pretty great. Yeah, right. And then they roll in the uh, the parrots, pigeons. What was it? <laughs> I forgot the uh, parakeet. Was it? Oh, parakeets. That's what it was. The, the flesh-eating <laughs> parakeets. And I fucking love those so much. And I could have followed around the the – the parakeets just for an entire movie. Ah, uh, for there's a lot of birds in this book. Yes, in this, in this, this one. the main story. <laughs> the, one of the main arcs was birds are evil. All birds, birds are. are. That is true. <laughs> I, I do share like. that sentiment. Fuck birds. Um, that's hilarious that you you call them semen. Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I I was like, oh, they're adorable little like ghosts. I don't know what these are. And then when mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Uh, the person in the uh, was like, oh, they're going up to be people. I was like, oh, they're semen. They're definitely. <laughs> yes. The, the bubble blobs, they're yeah. called Wara Wara. Yeah. Nah. That's what it was. Nah. That's, that took me a second to find. Nah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's so funny. Um, and then, yeah, the uh, the Pelicans ate those. And, yeah, the, the uh, adorable soldiers, I thought those were some of the funniest uh, designs in the entire thing is just like their eyes going in two different directions and the the way that they're all just kind of like still their heads don't really move i don't know i I got a lot of joy out of that one of my favorite parts the kid was good in it um but i like the uh the birds in the universe better yes um i like the grandma's uh 
all being like little like um uh protection tomes and everything um i thought oh, that was yeah, great. yeah yeah but yeah i'm not really positive i know they wanted to get almost. more power from the great great whatever the architect whatever they were calling them it's also oh, been yeah, a couple the weeks since great I've seen it. uncle <laughs> it was not yesterday so i'm not you know so moving on um <laughs> if you would like to if you think uh, that uh the boy and the heron was uh the best animated feature you can vote now uh, on our Golden Globes Awards ballot, um, check the link for descriptions. It's also on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, is it? Uh, is it officially yeah. up? It is officially up. Yes. Did you send it me like, the official up. ballot? I I gotta go hunt. Believe this I down. did. Yes. Damn it. Yeah, you do. God, yeah, I gotta you go do. There. Our Twitter, it sucks. Sucks over there. <laughs> it is pretty lonely. So everyone should come and say what a great job I did on this ballot. <laughs> And what their thoughts are in everything that I post, and you know, come come interact with me because what is uh, it? What not, is there on be... um, the Facebooks and Twitters? What do you post? I mean, what do uh, sorry? <clears throat> what do we post sometimes? <laughs> yes, we we <laughs> collectively we post uh, every every episode that comes out, or nearly every episode that comes out. We we post a little. Uh, Hey, come check this out. Here's the new thing. Um, and then just some articles here and there or some videos uh, that we collectively find interesting and pertaining to film, video, and television. Nice. Well, there's a lot of memes and shit too, right? I feel like you, there's also more... true. I, I feel like there's a lot less memes. Uh, I mean, that wasn't than, supposed to be a bad than thing. Other things, but <laughs> I, re- I, hey, I'm <laughs> a huge fan of the, um, the one where I'm attacking you guys in the, uh, Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, in the Jurassic Park one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do enjoy uh, those as well. Those are those are some of fun. I think one of the best ones that that uh, I've I've done we've done uh, is the um, the obviously next goal you, wins. That one, that one I fine. really enjoy. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I couldn't see your face for a sec. I saw Luke's, and then I was like, yeah. "You just did Luke and nobody else. Like, what's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I blended in uh, beautifully. I try. I try and find that. Uh, that's that's uh, some of the some of the more fun I have uh, with these is I try and find our expressions like that match the poster that match the actual uh, actor I'm gonna uh, dub over, uh, and that's. It doesn't always work, but it, yeah, it's, that that one worked uh, pretty seamlessly. Yeah, that one was good. That one was good. I like it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that one. And, and like you said, the Jurassic Park one. That one. That one. I laughed to myself quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of a completely different topic, so you know how annoying it is <laughs> that um, we can't get like numbers necessarily off of Netflix specifically. Netflix just gives out their like top ten. Oh, this is the most watched, and half the time we're like bull fucking shit. Um, right. They are officially going to start um, putting a report out um, that gives the amount of hours of Netflix engagement report. Um, Finally. Yeah. So they put the first one official one out. I do have some numbers that it's it's interesting, but the most fascinating oh, thing in could- the world, and these guys are pieces of shit. Netflix, you heard me. Come at me. Guess what? Guess guess what it's called? What's that? The the like the report. Oh Netflix, the report? Netflix released their first quote this thing report Tuesday. It's the report. The this is the name of the report that they're gonna put out. I think every the six months. The name of the report is the Take a wild fucking guess, Brandon. What are, what the would numbers be, what? report. The what? The numbers report. The no, numbers? No, go more, go unbelievably more specific to us. Uh, the views report? 
So every uh, six Minutes months or spent? so, the Netflix is going to uh, uh-huh. put out the What We Watched report. Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm God not damn it to fuck. <laughs> no, I know. No. unreal. We Can have to contend with that so now. It's so weird. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, the What We Watched report. <laughs> See, they, well, they I think even we're, Netflix we're... listens to us. Absolutely, they do. They're scared of us. That's and what they're doing. They will be That's sued. a classic tactic. Absolutely. <laughs> By somebody. By somebody. Not me. I would say, we'll get Sammy on that. So, <laughs> thanks, Sammy. Supposedly, over the last since uh, hours viewed from January to June of 2023, uh, I have uh, at least a list. The t- great. It's unbelievable. The I saw the list. Came, I saw that that they were going to start releasing the numbers, but uh, I can't find the article myself. So I'm glad that you found it and have it. So oh, you, lay it on me. Do you what, want what me do we to got? send you the article? Yeah, eventually, I'd like to at least just see where we're at. But all right, hit me with some numbers. Hit me with some what we watch numbers. All right. So first off, in six months, the number one is the Night Agent season one, and also most of this is understandably now that when you think about it because i think when they group it together most of its tv shows yeah it's got to be because i don't think they go they don't go individually episodes they go as a whole so you know the whole season one of the night agent was viewed uh 820 812 million hours holy shit that's a lot of hours (laughs) i know right uh how long is that season fuck yeah, I don't know. And then G- Ginny and Georgia, whatever that is, season two, that was next. But there's a huge drop down. So maybe I'll watch The Night Agent because the next one, the next far down is only 665 million. So it's like, mm-hmm. what, 150 million views less? Wednesday season one's up there. Uh, you, the first movie is The Mother? Is that it? Is that a movie? Maybe. I know Mother is a movie. Oh, yeah, it is. No. Yes, it is. Yes, the it is. Mother. The Mother with... Wow. Uh, wow. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, so that's the first... That's, that's the right. highest movie, it looks like, is mm-hmm. uh, The Mother with 249... Uh, 250 million hours view, uh, viewed. And this movie... Wow. ...does not look fantastic. No offense, Jennifer Lopez, if you if you're listening, <laughs> you're still attractive. But it's popular. But it's very popular. Yeah, so you know, there's some good, interesting. I'll look through it some more. Knives Out, uh, Glass Onion was 143 million hours. Yeah, that's the other thing is I'd like to see uh, the numbers of how many different accounts were watching this. <laughs> Not just the total minutes, like because that would help me, uh, you know, contextualize like how many people are actually watching this, not necessarily how many times did they watch it. I feel like that would be a more accurate representation of. So, but then again, so box what, office, box okay. office also is inflated as well. So again, I'd rather see ticket sales than the numbers. No, but, but you don't want to see ticket sales. You want to see individual ticket sales. You want to make sure there isn't a handful of people going to see it 50 times. That's the diff- that's yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is the exact same thing. I, that is absolutely, I, I think, again, a more telling thing of like how many people saw this first and then the inside baseball number in it, it uh, 
stat analysis in me wants to know, yes, okay, then how many repeat viewers were there? So you think if there's yes, more how... repeat, it's better? No. Eh, maybe. Maybe. Because in theory, somebody watches it once, loves it, goes, holy shit, you've got to see this. I'm going to watch it with you. Then they, they get their other person to watch it, or they bring their friends over, and then they watch it again. So now you want to find so, out of everybody in that theory, yeah. watched it, you want to know who mm -hmm. it was recommended by from somebody else, and that increases that person's love of it because they recommended it to somebody else. Yes, yes, that would be that would be a cool stat. That would absolutely. Oh my god, that would be an amazing stat. Is did you did you see this? You know, were were you the first one to see this, or or were you recommended? Was it recommended to to see this? That would be that would be a fantastic thing to see as well. So you, this reminds me of something that Kyle has always talked about, and this has been a long thing in like our in our lives. And I feel like you would oh, I know also have a boner this. Yes, for this. Absolutely. I don't know if you have thought about this before, but he has a fantasy that like when he dies, he in the afterlife or whatever will get a goddamn gigantic fucking book of stats. Amount of time, you know, yes. everything to the point of like how many times he's pooped, how many times he peed, like all that <laughs> stuff to the point of like uh -huh. another thing that we think would be cool is how close were you to somebody else that you met later in life previously? Like, oh, yeah, it's so crazy. In this book, it says, you know, Jeff and I, all, the, all our families went on vacation in Myrtle Beach in the same time and we were in the same city and never knew, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that would absolutely be uh, one of my one of my wish list items. Right before I get uh, plunged down to hell, that would be fucking fantastic. I would love to see those kind of things. I and for no for no real reason, just because st those kind of statistics, those wild things, are interesting to me, and I and I couldn't tell you why. I love that shit. Yeah, no, I get I get. Uh, if I have the ability to, I would love more stats, but I I don't. I don't know. I you know me. I'm a, I'm in the advanced stats for ba football. You know EPA and basketball and everything. Mm -hmm. I saw somewhere. Uh, I think it might have been online a post saying like, wouldn't it be incredible to know how close you were to death? Like yeah, how yeah. many times you almost got hit by a bus, or how many times like a serial killer walked by you, or yep. as a kid, right? Like that would be. <laughs> Macabre for sure, yep. but also again fascinating to know. I can definitely tell you the closest I believe the closest I've been to being like paralyzed or damaged. I was drunk on a Ooh. trampoline in Florida and I did a backflip uh -huh. because I was like, Oh, I have a trampoline when I was a kid. I could do backflips. It was uh -oh. so, it was so fun. But I was so drunk. Uh -oh. And then I went too far and I flipped over and I literally landed on the bar like my neck oh. i could oh. i could in the next morning and to this day i feel i can feel like the metal across the uh -huh. top part of my neck but oh. i was drunk i was drunk as fuck so loosey-goosey and i was literally perfectly fine i just stood up and i took a nap on i slept that night on that trampoline too oh of course you did. <laughs> it was so comfy honestly <laughs> weirdly, at the scene of, so the, of the crime i've never slept an entire night on on a trampoline. I've either gotten too stiff, too cold, or just been like, "Hey, I like my bed now, please." <laughs> See, I that's like hammock camping. Well, I, I hammock camp nonstop, and okay. most other people don't do that. But I fucking love it, and I just I sleep so nicely in my little fucking swinging cocoon. 
<laughs> in my cocoon. Yeah, I, I I think a hammock is fun for about 20 minutes or so, and then I'm like, I, if I have to get up to pee, I'm screwed. If I need another beer, I'm, I'm fucked. Like, I can't get out of this thing. Oh, so I've not, I've not you just mastered need, the art so of getting I, in or out. So if we uh, trained and you practice going in and out of hammocks, you'd be fine then? I think so. I think so, because I find them, once I'm once I'm cozied up, I think that they're extremely comfortable. So yeah, once I once I got some practice in me, I think I'd be fine. Nice, nice, nice. I'd be on the hammock train. Choo-choo. The old, the, everything is, holy shit, everything that's on the top of this list is 20, oh no, sorry, Ginny and Giorgio's from 2021. Everything else is 2022 or 2023. And then way down, we get to another... Oh, 2020, Outer Bank season one. That's way down in like 33rd. Oh, shit. So it's really new shit. Ain't nothing before. Which is also insane to me. Ooh, you would think that the older shows would be having been around longer. No, no, no. It's, would it's have not total minutes. It's, it's hours watched Viewing, from January right, hours watched. to June. Oh, only from yes. January to June. Hours, yes. Oh, copy, copy, copy. I thought it was total. No. Well, I mean, it's total between that those six months. Yeah, I, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, nope. yeah. yeah. Now I want. Now I want the total. Now I want. <laughs> That's the other thing. more statistics, please. Mm-hmm. More numbers. Yes, I, I know. Well, because it's like this. Also, doesn't you know? This doesn't mean shit. And also, this all depends if you trust Netflix. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't see why necessarily they'd be losing unless we could. Unless it would be nice to cross-reference and have somebody else cross-reference this list with what were um, Netflix productions and what weren't. and Oh, yeah. That would be interesting. To see if Netflix has in their top you know, 50, if it has more Netflix ones versus non-Netflix ones and who tends to have more. And yeah, that would, right. Of their own create. Yeah, because that would be a cool thing cool cool thing to know i don't know exactly what it would what it would tell you but i think it'd be interesting to know um so and also way down here at like in the 84th line and which i think is a perfect uh-huh. transition over to wonka and i've never seen this show Ooh. but i'll let you be the judge of it um way down here is breaking bad season two with 116 million hours watched and i think breaking bad because it really felt like story-wise for wonka it was breaking bad but with chocolate I mean, it was a whole drug ring, <laughs> but they just replaced drugs with chocolate. With chocolate. <laughs> Which I frankly okay, really first of all, amused me, and I, I enjoyed. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fantastic correlation. I love that so much. Uh, first of all, uh, how dare you? You need to see Breaking Bad. Go watch that right now. Nah. Second of all, uh, that is absolutely the, <laughs> the correlation of that is uh, we need to make a hardened criminal how how does this hardened criminal uh, take over this this territory? Well, by uh, disposing of uh, of his enemies, right? I mean, you've got the, the you've got the junkie it, yeah. cop who gets paid off, right? Exactly the, the watered down chocolate version of it. Uh, you've got the cop who's paid off in in drugs, yep. chocolate, yep. and he was getting uh, instead of instead of like deteriorating into like a drug addict, he was getting fat mm-hmm. into a drug addict, right? Just bloated and bloated. That was great, which I thought was uh, fine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, plenty of plenty of uh <laughs> he's gonna be met with an accident. And then yes, of course, had to make it humorous. Yes, an accident meaning he dies. Right. 
Yeah, overall, honestly, I thought it was. I mean, it was definitely a kids' movie. Um, but sure. I mean, I thought I had a I had a good time. I was going in with I don't know. I didn't have too much expectations. Frankly, I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be popular. So I was kind of going in the mindset with that. But I mean, we'll get into more nitty gritty. But overall, I thought the story was good enough. I mean, I'm not here to for all the like tiny this happened because of this happened and this happened because of this happened because it's a kids movie and it just the universe made sense and i greatly i had a really good time what did you think overall? yeah i to, to piggyback right off of that i think um in in the this happened because this happened like anything that was introduced i feel like uh was answered or explained in some way shape or form and and tied up by the end i thought it was it did a really good job of just throwing names and places and things out and then backing that up with, oh, we're going to use all of this to, you know, we're going we're to pay it all off in some way. And it's not just, you know, a bunch of setups that, that mean nothing or a bunch of empty, you know, bland jargon. Um, I, I, I thought, I thought that was very smartly done. Um, I will say, I, I think I might've liked this more than you did um, just right off the bat. I thought it was, I thought it was absolutely delightful um, and, a, and a wonderfully uplifting film. I, I, I also went in with pretty l low expectations and I think was blown away by, by what I saw. Um, did you, did you see either of the Paddington movies? Uh, yes. Uh, I definitely, I've definitely seen one because, you know, fun fact, literally the Paddingtons are one of Kyle's favorite movies. He fucking loves them. Oh, that's awesome. And, um, yeah. So I've definitely seen one, and one is, uh, I mean, I, it, it definitely makes sense that they are made by the same person, well, like the same director. Mm -hmm. um, was it, wait, was it written by, or was it directed by the same dude that did Panatine? Because it, it's got the same feel. Uh, directed, directed okay. by the same uh, the same guy. So yeah, it absolutely. So I haven't, I haven't seen either of them. Oh, really? But I've seen Snip. I've, yeah, I know, which is insane to me. Um that I, it, because people just rave about it. And I guess maybe it's it for me, it's like avatar for, for other people is like, because it was so, you know, popular. I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to like it just because you say, you know, because you say it's popular. Oh, I understand. And so that. I guess I've just stayed away from them. I will not be um, watching Breaking Bad because I'm told I'm supposed to love it. Oh God. I'm so sad. I'm so sad for you. It's so, it's so amazing. Eh, I think I'm good. Um, but I mean, anyway, it's, it's a uh, kid's yeah, movie. Wonka, Don't get me wrong. Go in the same mindset as like Wonka, kids. but yeah, you'd enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. I, I'm sure I will. And after seeing Wonka and, and absolutely loving it, I, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy at the very least um, the the Paddington series. Um, interesting fact that that Paul King, the director, um, said he didn't want to do a third uh, Paddington film because he's like, uh, this is this is I I left it. I'm happy with where we left it. I'm happy with where the character is. Um, I feel like he's like I could make another fifty. Uh, because there's so much source material, but I need to hand it off and do something else and let somebody else come in and, and do their own take, um, which kind of seems insane because it was going so well for him uh, and, and is being so well received. Um, but to, to see it transit, to see him transition into a different uh, intellectual property and, and just knock it out of the park, in my opinion, of what a reboot should look like and what a reboot should do um, or what a, or a prequel should do. I think was absolutely stunning. Um, we'll get I we'll really... get to because of that in a second. I I'm happy okay. that he did step away from Paddington when he started to feel that because I feel 
I, I think it's important that it's like if you don't you don't actually enjoy it to the extent maybe you don't have to like love it absolutely but as long as you don't hate it I think the per- perfect example is that um you know Game of Thrones those two the dr- the writers mm-hmm. or whatever showrunners got sick of it but instead of leaving and just letting somebody else do it they like fucked up the end and, and so I'm very glad that he is stepping away instead of just being like oh let me force out one more uh movie because it's so popular right right no that that is a great uh, a great way to put it for yep. sure but so like uh, it's interesting that you you uh, you say that about this is how a remake or whatever what even is it considered it's a prequel but I, yeah it's a prequel and i would consider it i guess a reboot of the franchise because i would uh, um assume that they want to do more than one of these and kind of take I mean, the character towards where the Gene Wilder character ends up. I can't fathom uh, but, them not doing another one, even whether they want exactly. to or not. Because I'm, I'm predicting a lot. <laughs> it's going to make a lot of money. That's my prediction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. So so I would I would consider this a reboot, um, but definitely a prequel. Um, a prequel of source material that this movie doesn't really have much to do with the source material except for this uh, is who the character will transition into um, eventually. So, which is, I I think that also allowed uh a lot of artistic liberties to kind of, you know, come through and say, you know, we, we know where, where they're going to end up. um, But how, how does it start and how does he transition and where did, where do all of these kind of things come from? I think it was an interesting choice to make. Yeah, it felt very, it didn't, it felt quite different from the other version of like Wonka and everything in that version. It felt very, very different, which I'm fine with. Like, it wasn't like, oh my God, I can't believe they didn't, you know, copy the same mannerisms and, you know, if Mm -hmm. they hypothetically over a bunch of movies able to turn this guy realistically into uh, what we saw here, into what we have seen before that would be very impressive mm-hmm. and it'd be cool to see. Um, but he didn't feel exactly like they, that these two movies were like super same vibe to me. Right. Right. And, and that's interesting. You say that cause um, uh, King does mention that he, you know, they, they, they use a lot of the Gene Wilder's movements and mannerisms um, that aren't necessarily even in the book. Um, but they, they used his mannerisms and kind of leaned into it. Like the way he kind of stumbles around a little bit, the way that, you know, he uses his cane and, and that gets stuck or, you know, certain, certain things like the scratch that reverse it, um, that, you know, that, that's, that's a, uh, 1971 film centric mm. thing that, that only happens in that medium and not in, um, Roald Dahl's book. Um, which is interesting. But I Roald think it, Dahl, it, we were recently talking about him. Also true. Also true. Um, and it, it, yeah, I, I think that uh, Roald Dahl is, is definitely, if he was alive, I, I'm curious to know what, what his opinions of, of all of this would be. Because I, I definitely likened this to uh, 2022's uh, Matilda. I think it absolutely, that that uh, remake of uh, last year's Matilda was fantastic. I had low expectations, wasn't expecting to enjoy it, and came out going, oh my God, that was so much fun. And this was very much the same again same kind of ip same same original author and and just has that light-hearted feel and yet also deals with real world themes and real you know problems and class warfare basically but in a very digestible way yes i don't know i don't know anything about his old stuff or what it, the original is or 
the book or whatever the original material is. I'm not really positive. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing I thought, which uh, from, from like just the character himself of uh, Wonka being just such a showman, such a performer and not just a salesman, but you know, like, Hey, how can I make this the most fun for everybody and fun for myself to sell chocolate? And it's like, Oh my God, what is this? The greatest showman. And then I come to find out that the production designer was, was the one who, who designed the greatest showman. That makes sense. Um, I I, I can see that. With it. And uh-huh. Nathan Crowley also, uh, I, I, I meant to look this up beforehand to be prepared, but Nathan Crowley also worked on, uh, worked with Christopher Nolan on some things as well. So this, this production designer definitely knows what, what he's doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, frankly, uh, to jump, I mean, like mention the award, uh, Oscars and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if production design is not fucking on that list, I, that this, this is where, I would say if the production design is not get nominated for an Oscar, that's a shame and that's disgusting because it, it was I totally unfucking believable. Absolutely stellar I, just to look at and explore and the way the, that the world evolved and the way that the sets were constructed and felt unique to each each location mm-hmm. was unbelievable and then also roll that in with the hair hair and makeup and special effects all honestly kind of felt like one one department like that did not feel like three separate or four separate departments it all worked so well together and blended so beautifully together i i i, I want to rave about this yeah. one i really like i agree I, I definitely agree that it was it, i i fucking i loved the production design beyond belief um there are a couple things well but anyways i the production de- design beyond belief Going into this movie, if we were to be like, who do you think is going to win production design? My set would be, I assume Barbie's going to win it. And I can't think of anything else. Barbie, well, for whatever reason, justly or unjustly, stands atop in my mm-hmm. head. But when I walked out of this one, I was like, ooh, I'm not sure. Now is it just recency bias because I saw Barbie a long time ago and I just watched this and right. I had a good time. So it might be some recency bias, but I imagine it's got to be up to those two at least right now. The But beyond hair and makeup and everything, even to props because we love the props. Motherfucker, mm-hmm. I want his uh, briefcase <laughs> that makes shit. stuff. If someone could make me that, <laughs> yes. I would die for that. And every oh my God. single candy that anybody ate in the entire movie, every single one looked fantastic. <laughs> and I would love one Absolutely. of Absolutely. Right? I, I, honestly, yes. I want I want the chocolate itself. I want the treat. But I just I, – I, I would take a fucking rock, you know, a, a little little ceramic uh, look-alike for each one of those things. Yeah, well, they those look so were, um, incredible. Absolutely. Trust me, half the shit did. he those was like, so oh, cool. I put this in there. I'm like, gross. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, yeah, the the the, I it was so pun filled, and I and I loved it, and it was so quick, and I only saw this last night, so I wish I could have written all things down. Like his ingredient list is like, you know, what was it? Tears, tears of the Yeti, <laughs> like, yep. uh, like the 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 thundercloud uh, storm, Which, like in in a bottle. Well, like, also that was I didn't realize because he said it was so clever when we were watching him make it, and then he held the button for lightning, and then as he was like talking to her, he said. Um, yes, there comes the silver lining because it was a silver lining mm-hmm. uh, candy where to when you're yeah. down, you see the best in things, which I thought was a yeah. fucking fantastic. Just a little simple little thing that they didn't have to sit down there and explain to you and be like, now I'm making this so that when you eat it, you're going to look on the brighter side. You know, it was fan. Yeah, right. 
Oh, yeah, exactly. It was it was expertly just kind of like hinted at and like, hey, did you catch that? Did you catch that? Um, and then it kind of also is emphasized by you know uh, a few scenes later when they're when they're uh, drugging the the uh, uh, zoo guard mm-hmm. and you know actually explaining the steps of things, um, kind of like uh, and and they said they really liked in the seventy one version uh, where Veruca Salt was eating that whatever it was, like, oh, my God, it tastes like this. And then, oh, my God, it tastes like that, like the Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. Going through all the Um, list. Yeah, exactly. But, like, this one was more fleshed out, and you got to see, I guess, the reaction uh, in real time and not just someone sitting there or standing there and just kind of explaining what it it tastes like. Like, you got to kind of see Mm -hmm. all of this. And I thought it was a a perfect example. Very, very clever, clever way of, of showing instead of just telling. And it goes into one of the things that I think, I don't know if we've talked about it on here, but if you make animated or even kids movies, you have to like sneak uh, adult shit into it. So it was, you know, the clever thing was going through a night out. And then so every parent that <laughs> yes. watches this or adult is like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, here comes the whiskey. That always happens. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kids might not understand, but, you know, they see someone acting goofy and go, oh, that's that's funny. But it's got a it's got a, you know, uh, a textual layer that is, you know, oh, I understand what you're doing. And oh, my God, yes, I've had those those kind of nights. And oh, God, I don't want to go through that again. Right. Yep. 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 Um. So the the production designer Nathan Crowley, because um, I or Crowley, um, I wanted to look this up. What what he's worked on with Nolan. So he started with the the Prestige, and then has. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Batman Begins. No, he uh, he did Insomnia. Holy shit, I forgot uh, Nolan did Insomnia. So yeah, he's been he's been with uh, Oof, Nolan for pretty Hook. much all, pretty much all of his. Hook. He was a he was a junior set designer on Hook. Oh shit! Nineteen ninety one. Someone, oh, I love that. Someone put that on their list for nostalgia next time that comes around. Yes, please. Mystery yes, Men. He was a set designer in Mystery uh-huh. Men. Sorry. Yeah, he, <laughs> I, uh, I should have pulled no, up You're totally IMDb. fine. I know. Just like just like <laughs> reveling in, in what this guy has done. But no, I was just I, I was curious what exactly he, you know, if he he had worked on major things or if it was like the early stuff. No, he um, <laughs> Interstellar. was was on Interstellar. He was on Dark Knight Rises. Hey, yeah, stick around for Interstellar soon. I think it. Um, he did Westworld. No, that just came out. Time is hard. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, speaking because when we watched it, Jeff mentioned that also, and I forgot until just now. But the other thing that Jeff mentioned about Wonka, um, the cinematographer is mm-hmm. um, Chung Hoon Chun, who worked like Old Boy, mm-hmm. and frankly, has done a million things. He uh, Uncharted, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. He worked on Last Night in oh, Soho. Um, it. That's where yeah. he popped up for us. He is when we were talking about it. He's the um, cinematographer for it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. This is the guy who doesn't really have a, a genre. Bro, he's all over the place. He old boy. Yeah, and you know he's on. Right. He's go, right. He goes from my my uh, me and Earl and the dying girl to like the handmaiden to it to Zombieland. He did the 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 Zombieland sequel. Yeah, Double Tap and then Uncharted which right. I had mm-hmm. you know, I was enjoyed by. Not nowhere close to Wonka, yeah. but I enjoyed it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Wonka blew blew Uncharted out for sure at least. I mean, even in cinematography, I think I thought the the use of the camera, the movement, uh the it really felt like we were 
in this movie and not just watching events happen. Like, I, I really love it when, when a big film like this, a big production that has, honestly, could have been a Broadway musical, and I'll get to that in a second, you know, when, when I feel like I'm not just watching the actors perform, but I'm actually, like, next to them, and I'm weaving in and out, and I'm kind of seeing uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, their circumstance or their predicament, and so I thought I thought cinematography was hands down just fantastic yep i thought yeah i thought it was fantastic um the last thing i, I, I do want to mention I, I wrote down something about the uh the right the story and the writing i was like this uh mm -hmm. brandon better be so fucking happy that they literally walked you through at the end this person did this then this person did this <laughs> and this person did this and i'm like brandon's got to be have a boner right now i was i was uh yes through my tears i was i was uh, smiling very very much like oh my god thank you <laughs> um do you want to since you I, mentioned uh, no. the singing do you want to talk about the singing mm -hmm. before we talk because i imagine there's going to be a lot of like because we go through all the actors and there's famous people and whatnot and how everybody did but um singing might be if you want to talk about the music that was in this one yeah, so I, I think that the score, I mean, right from the get-go, it paid homage to to uh, Willy Wonka, um, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So it's 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 going to be subtle, you know, these little things, uh, and then right from there, fr from then on, I mean, it was really its own thing. So I thought the oh, score yeah, was, really was was incredibly, yeah, absolutely, it it uh, uplifting and part of uh, it, almost its own character. Um, the songs I feel like were incredibly original very uh, again kind of like matilda where i wasn't expecting it to be this much of a musical um but i was so game for it once once we kind of you know I, yeah i was gonna say uh, it was way the, more oh, musical, than musical the first one yes yes absolutely yeah the first one only had a, a handful of songs and this one was was you know a song every i don't know 20 minutes or so which i was you think, very you think every 20 minutes i think it was it's quicker than that you think so i mean how long was the fucking know, how many movie? <laughs> it was like it was like two hours. So I, was there only I eight songs, I guess? Yeah, I think there was, I think no, there was only songs. like seven or eight six songs. songs. <laughs> okay, cool. Six songs. Um, and one of those uh, being the um, the one from the original. Oh, my God. I can't think of what it's called now. Uh, World of, of Imagination. Um, that, that, that reprise was uh, perfectly placed. They teased um, that shit I, I, so I long until the end. Every time, yes, every time it like yes. started a little bit, I was like, oh, oh, wait, now we're doing a different thing. Here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> Not that I, was, I, I <laughs> that wasn't was... necessarily upset, but every single time, like, because I felt like they did the opening for that song three or four times throughout. Yes. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, whatever. I do agree. Yeah. And it was like, okay, cool. Here we go. And then, but I, I like you said, I wasn't like disappointed. I wasn't angry. I wasn't, it, it was just, it was subtle enough. And then it was like, it was like this little buildup. Like I'm going to give you a taste uh, and then, oh no, I'm, I'm going to retract it. I'm going to give you a little bit more. And then, oh no, you know, now you really want the thing. And then when I finally give you the thing, it's going to be, you know, beautiful. And I think um, the songs besides uh, that, that reprise, I thought they were very original and very fun, um, very funny. But my main gripe with this, and really my only, Ooh. my only thing, I wonder if it's, uh, with I wonder Wonka, if it's the same thing that I have. Go ahead. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, is and honestly, it's not even just solely with Wonka. This is just with 99% of Hollywood musicals. They just, I, I, it, Hollywood is notorious for using the clean uh, studio recording track played uh, under act actors lip syncing, and it just for me it, it creates this kind of disengaged hollow and all at times almost soulless just moment because i feel like music should be felt as well as heard personally and 
honestly, if Wonka had been able to pull that off, I'm looking at you, Les Mis, 2012's Les Mis, uh, I'd be tempted to to rave about this nonstop. Mm. But it's just the, the, the studio recording bits, I, I just, they, they kind of felt a bit too clean and a bit too um, distance from from the set. Nah, that is not the same thing. I disagree with that. I personally, okay, cool. I didn't, I didn't like the singing in Les Mis uh, when they did that. Thought it sounded like shit. Um, I, I, I thought it was a good experiment, but uh, yeah, in Les Mis, I don't think it was, it was perfect. I don't, I, yeah, I'd rather, I, I want the clean, I want the clean, like, I want the clean version where like it's, cl- it's crystal clear the best it can be personally. Like obviously yeah. layer it into the universe, but I'd rather put, you know, shit over top of it necessarily rather than hear, you know, a imperfect, um, uh, imperfect recording. I can go down, down the street and w- listen to some live music. I'm not that, I'm not the live music guy personally. Uh, I when you. I go to live music, I listen to a song and music that sounds worse than the stuff that I like. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay. oh, I love it when I hear, I hear yeah. this, you know, this person belt it or Adele belt it. And then you like show up and it's still good, but it's like, okay, uh, give me the, give me the sweet, the, the studio suite version, you know? Okay. Right, right. The clean version yes. where, where she actually hits the note or whatever it is. Yeah, no, I, I hear where you're coming from with that. Um, I just personally don't, don't share that exact same sentiment. And, and like I said, 99% of musicals do this and some, some pull it off a little bit better and some pull it off not quite so well. So I feel like this is kind of somewhere in the middle of that. Um, and it's, like I said, not even a gripe with, with just this movie alone, but that was probably my, my biggest problem. Uh, yeah. Uh, understandable. My biggest problem was Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet could not really sing, and, which <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't awful, but he. I mean, he definitely was the worst singer in that group. I think they did yep. a good job of him doing like not necessarily. He never belted anything. There was very rare, rarely that big song. Um, but he had a good he had a good style of um much more like you know speak singing than like actually hitting long notes and everything like that i think it worked um i will say this the movie did not have any songs that necessarily got stuck in my head and they don't have any songs that for example is like eurovision did you see eurovision when it came out uh no i did okay. not so in eurovision the last song is 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 so fucking beautiful and it is i when my when i'm bored sometimes and i just feel like listening to singing i will pull up like you know a song from moulin rouge and a song from eurovision because Mm -hmm. i just it's just out of context just listening to it is gorgeous wonka has nothing that comes close to that for me to like oh i can't wait to listen to this just to hear this person sing which is not necessarily like a horrible thing I didn't expect yeah, that's it, true. but it definitely doesn't have that extra wow factor for the singing for me. It was very plain and playful, which is the movie. But I, I personally mm-hmm. love that like big belter and like oh, mm-hmm. or the or the the thing that's going to be like the hit. Yeah, where where we, you know you, back in the day you'd you'd see or you'd hear it on the radio or you know whatever, it, and that would be the one that oh yeah that's right that was the by itself such a good song and i agree with you there that that um there wasn't anything that i think stood out necessarily but they all did fit um perfectly together and and in the context of the movie um 
So I, I, I will, I will definitely agree with you there. And, and yeah, Chalamet definitely felt strained um, for most of the singing bits, um, especially when he had those long notes or when it was a solo um, Wonka song. Definitely was was the weakest of that entire group, but still managed to you know pull it all together and 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 have fun with it. Um, I definitely think that the the choreography of the dances was stellar never never too flaunty i don't think but you know yep. fun enough and you know bouncing around and creating enough movement uh while again not being like the main focus of this movie and i thought that was that was an and, interesting balance and the blocking in the universe too i agree yeah yeah exactly i honestly i i feel like this could be um a, a broadway musical and i think it would work very very well um as as a stage play for sure i bet they i bet they change one of the songs to have a belter yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> if it goes on Broadway, the Wonka will be standing solo on a stage at some point, ripping some chords. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> at least once, definitely. Yep. Um. Uh. I, but so, like, Timmy, I thought I, uh, in my notes, I only did Timmy. I just wrote Timmy because I'm not doing the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> so Timmy, uh, to me, yes, he. There are other better singers, but I think. Wong, uh, Timmy knocked the acting side out of the park and not for a moment would I think about replacing him because of, like oh we could put a better singer in there that could really do some stuff but it's not worth it right. sacrificing the acting job and mm-hmm. the character that, the, of the talent from Timmy because I right. thought it was fantastic unfucking right. believable absolutely he crushed it he absolutely crushed it and when it got because Chalamet has such a such an interesting way to make something so personal and yet so big at the exact same time like you just see the inner workings of this this character's mind and like his goal and and what he wants and what he believes so fully and true and yet he's singing and dancing and performing and you know pulling things out of a hat and yet you still feel like this is a lonely person who just wants you know not not to be loved but but to show everybody how how good it can feel to give and how and how good it feels to feel good um and and yeah Xiaomi absolutely captured that uh, in 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 spades it was incredible an incredible performance and i'm so upset that this is not at least early on getting getting enough for awards attention and i think Xiaomi definitely is he, he is nominated for for uh best actor in a musical or comedy and honestly needs to be seriously considered for this. Uh, see, that's that's your that's your ecosystem that you love. They all they're all mm-hmm. studio festivals. Those are the good ones. If it comes out major mm-hmm. release from major studio, don't even see it. But it's a bad one. That's all they know. So you got yeah. you got to talk to them. It, it exactly. It was it was it, it's very unfortunate because I I did I thought it was absolutely fantastic and and such a breath of fresh air. I mean, just it, exactly what you said, where you know that studio cert or the the festival circuit has a lot of those indie drama, dramatic, melodramatic, um, crazy, sad, interesting tales and interesting stories and and great performances. But this this just was such against the grain and such a breath of fresh air for all of the negativity that's in the world today. I mean, and, and, and just in general and not even just in, in movies, but a, a welcome, welcome breath. And, and I hope, I hope people enjoy it as much as, as much as I did. Cause I, I think it, it was exactly what I needed. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I mean, I think that. it will, I will see. I, I was going to, I was looking at the numbers. I saw it made like, 
three and a half mil on previews, which is just anything before uh, Friday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That just gets rolled into Friday, which then um, is their quote unquote opening weekend, fake opening weekend that everybody's emotionally just accepted. It's fine to just add an entire <laughs> week. Anytime you show it, just add it to Friday. Um, but it was it really was good to see <laughs> Timmy back and doing good acting after bones and all i was a little worried i was like are we crazy i'm pretty sure he's good at acting <laughs> i'm almost positive yeah he's like his i think so but it was a drastically different character and um character that he's played in any from anything else i it didn't look like he wanted oh, to absolutely. eat anybody the whole time which was exciting um <laughs> his like quick banter of his just rhythm and all of his lines that came out were uh, like put Ooh. in extra um, extra thing on top of the well, the the good line that was written, and then he just made it a little mm-hmm. bit better every single time, which I thought, yes, it's killer. No, absolutely. I mean, I thought I thought the writing was was spot on and and whimsical and fun and funny, and the and the performances and in, uh, in Chalamet stands uh, alone at the top for sure. But I thought the performances uh, absolutely executed every word to to perfection in terms of of how they interacted with each other and how they were able to deliver certain lines at a certain pace or in a certain way that conveyed what they were thinking and not necessarily what they were saying. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of honestly, there's a lot of people also, there's a lot of people that we just we recognize from around. Um freaking uh it was let me okay, so I saw this with Jeff and Max and Jeff was sitting next to me and I can I can tell you this is the most restraint I've ever had in my life because when the emotional towards the end and Wonka's sitting there and his mom pops up into the crowd and it's just this long, mm-hmm. this long uh, lens shot of her in the crowd. It was so hard for me not to lean over to Max and go, fish fucker, because it's Sally Hawkins <laughs> it's from You're the uh, worst kind uh, of Shape person. of Water. <laughs> Dude, it was so hard. I didn't do it, but holy shit, I wanted to. So just lean over and be like, God, what a fish fucker. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's fucking hilarious. Uh true and accurate, but at the same time Je- <laughs> God damn, what a moment. What a Jeff moment. Jeff was annoyed that she was talking at all and she could hear, because that's not how that's not what we know her as. Um <laughs> like you know she's not actually mute. She's just a really <laughs> well, good actor, that's right? That's insane. <laughs> um yeah, no, I agree. That was that was a really good moment. The and also the kid meeting her mom right after oh yeah it was yep. yeah it that definitely was, got me emotional right? it was good it tugged the heart it definitely that, that heart absolutely did i don't know like it, it just i was bubbling with with emotion the entire time and then that yeah that final um you know congratulations wonka's one prevailed in the end uh feel good i see my mom oh my god what a what a perfect send-off what a perfect ending this is great and no, then we have to go a little bit further and say, oh, hey, by the way, the, the character who stole everyone's hearts, uh, Noodle, by the way, um, you know, she gets the happiest ending of all. I, yeah, I lost it. I couldn't help myself. I lost at that point. And it wasn't even necessarily like personal to me. Like, you know, I haven't <laughs> lost anybody like that. I haven't found, you know, I haven't had to go searching fingers, for, for a long lost parent. Fingers crossed. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, and yet I could still feel... I still was able to to feel that empathy and feel what that character, you know, felt in the moment and just having having her friends around her and having this this, you know, new family and then transition into a uh, family that, 
you know, she didn't know existed. It was just this, all of this overwhelming sense. And, um, let me find, uh, Kayla, Kayla Lane, uh, the, the actor who played Noodle just crushed it. I mean, I, and I think Noodle was, uh, the perfect blend of the straight man, uh, in this co- crazy kooky world, especially, you know, uh, juxtaposed next to Wonka's insanity. Uh, <laughs> and then also the surrogate for the audience. So just kind of like, you know, like watching, like, what are you talking about? A little orange man. That's not even, no, there's, that's not a thing. And just like the, the deadpan behavior that she had, um, but also just with, with such heart. That was clever also because we know about it. So like we're in the – we're like, oh, this is going to be hilarious when she sees mm-hmm. it. Like we're waiting for the kid to see the Oompa Loompa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that uh, – and honestly, that, that moment, that meeting moment wasn't uh, as big as I would have liked it to have been. Um, I, I wish that her seeing him or her meeting meeting him would have been uh, a little bit a little bit bigger and a little bit more exaggerated. Um Speaking of the Oompa Loompa, I think Hugh Grant just was. Uh, I was so skeptical when I saw uh, that first teaser trailer with with Hugh Grant as I was like, "Oh, this is this is going to be weird. It's not going to work. He's not the right person." And he crushed it. Absolutely knocked it out of the park for his, for his role. Yeah, I thought. He, yeah, he was fantastic. I, I thought their chemistry went back and forth was good. Do you know on set if they did a? Um... If Hugh Grant was there and they like went back and forth, was it all completely like um, sound booth that Hugh Grant was never even on set? I was wondering if they were talking to if he was talking to air, if he was talking to a puppet or Hugh Grant just got really like into a ball and they just like taped him. So he would be the correct size. <laughs> um, he, they made a little. They made a little doll. That's what it was. And they just had him voice box out of it. No, I They uh, called him roll. They called him rolled <laughs> i see what hey, you did there that's good that's good hell yeah <laughs> um, but yeah he uh hugh grant did the, good uh, i agree with that there was uh, there was also um our girl from empire of light was in it mm-hmm. uh, yes uh, olivia coleman olivia was coleman fantastic was mr scrub scrub it mrs scrub it yeah miss mrs scrub it or or oh God, what what is her name i thought she was uh I, yeah scrub it that's what it was. i thought she was good she was definitely you know Way overacting, but I imagine that's you know it fit the it, it fit the world. I, I, it, yes, but she was fine. <laughs> it was very over the top, but it was it was over the top in the way that it needed to be. Like it because it was such a such a fantastical world, much like uh, Miyazaki's fantastical world. You know, needs to be a little bit over exaggerated and over the top to kind of fit that style. The only way that this, that Wonka would have made sense, in my opinion, is if everybody else was, you know, a little bit over the top, a little bit exaggerated um, for that emphasis and, and a bit of a caricature instead of everybody being, you know, very on point and, and realistic and, and, you know, very touchy with, with accents and, and everything. I thought, I thought it was actually very, um, a very, a very good choice to have it be such a caricature for each character. Um, I did find the answer that no, uh, Hugh Grant says that he couldn't be on set because he was too big, obviously. So he was in a tent I know, nearby I know with, the, mean, with the I know helmet on. Size, but I just mo- took that as I'm way too famous for this. Oh, <laughs> I'm too big for this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, would would you consider would you consider him a bigger name than Timothy Chalamet or Olivia Coleman? It it de- yes, and but it mostly probably okay. depends on where you are. England, a ah, million true. percent. Which I also am. I haven't even looked at it, 
but I would bet my life that this was mostly uh, um, shot in England because there are so many because I watch British, you know, random British TV and um, mm-hmm. shit. There's mm-hmm. so many small British like actors and comedians that snuck into roles. Like I saw, I was showing you before Phil Wang. I know him. He and he was the the couple that got married. Uh, he was the yep. uh, the Asian dude in there. Um, and beyond, oh, that's right. The, yeah, one yeah, of the, that's that guy. One mm-hmm. of the the rich chocolatiers was a uh, Matt Lucas, who he's a he's a comedian in England. Tom Davis uh, was the yeah. uh, the the one that was in love with Miss Mrs. Scrubbit. God, I don't know why, why I want mm-hmm. to say Miss mm-hmm. Schmidt. Uh, <laughs> Olivia Coleman. I guess, yeah. but uh, I trailed off, um, and I don't remember what the original uh, topic was. Oh, Mr. Bean is also in it. Yes. Oh my God. What a perfect, perfect choice as well. Just what a, what a great face to, to express whatever it is you wanted. And just again, over-exaggerated for such great effect. Uh, when I saw, I literally went, Oh hell yeah, that he was in there. I don't remember exactly what I said. I just was like, yes, something like that. I thought it was good. Uh, thank God it was nearly empty, but Oh my God. It was, yeah. I, 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 I rave about this cast. I think Keegan, Michael key was, was perfect and again just that perfect mix of goofy and kind of zany and and um again just this like drug addict who who will do whatever whatever right uh you know his his uh providers want Um, and the very beginning like when they turned him the song and everything was about chocolate which obviously if we associate with drugs but then it was also like weirdly sexual too (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. So just a little bit. Um, I don't know where that came from. Uh, I mean, as far as the cast goes, and I, I wonder if it's because a lot of them are just, I don't know if it's more that they're all just fantastic actors and this is lightning in a bottle, or if it's because this cast has kind of worked a lot together. Um, uh, King works with a, a lot of these same actors a lot like he, on the Paddington film Sally Hawkins Hugh Grant Tom Davis yeah. even Patterson Joseph was in one of the Patter, uh, Paddington films but his role got cut yeah. so King was like hey I, I want you in a role that that can't possibly be cut so let's let's get you in a in a you know higher up position in this and uh, Patterson Joseph was Slugworth um, I thought he was he was wonderful absolutely wonderful so I I'm wondering if it's because the cast, like I said, has has just got this rapport with each other and and is comfortable enough to to be a little bit over the top and a little you know buy in and be goofy and and um, embarrass themselves on camera, or if like I said, they're just really 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 good actors. I think they're desperate actors. So if they're like, "Hey, go dance monkey," he's like, oh, <laughs> oh, "Yes, what would you like?" Um, but I feel like when you do bring more like comedic people it's a lot easier to like blend a bunch of people in with something that is more comedic than you know serious because it's like some of the dramas and stuff where it's like you know the actors been bought into this character for three months and they've gone through a journey in them and like the two um the, the two uh supporting actors and then you bring in, you know, somebody who's on for like one day set. And it's like, how am I supposed to match this mm-hmm. emotional level? It's a lot easier when it's like, how am I going to match this goofiness? Oh, I'm just going to fuck around. I'm just going to be goofy. It's perfectly, it's easier. Right. It's right. better. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right that the environment uh, plays plays a key role. Um, and so this was looks like this was filmed uh, in the uh, the Warner Brothers Studios in uh, Leavesden in the UK. Called it, nailed it. So yes, you did. Because there's like th- yes, there's did. like three people in the cast that I've watched on like Taskmaster. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems uh, seems like they. They picked the their favorites out of out of the uh, well known people from from that yeah, side. Yeah, well, uh, I feel like they do a the great world. job over there. Of like, they have more. We have some here, but they have more shows that are literally just for comics to be on a show with them each other, and they do little bits and mm-hmm. they play off each other, and it's very, it's a, a la you know. Um, whose line is it anyways? We talked about it when I mentioned this at some point, but I saw them <laughs> in theater um, when I was down in Florida. But like the improv group when it was on TV, it was so much fun to watch. And I think UK does that better than the US of like having more shows right. like that. Where it's like, oh, we're going to get six or five comedians, two actors that are funny. And we're going to talk about the news that happened this week. But everyone's going to riff off each other. Everyone's going to have fun. And it's going to be a lot more fun just literally just to watch people having fun. And that's what it felt like this Wonka was. It was just us watching a bunch of people having fun. Yeah, I completely agree with that sentiment, a hundred percent. And I, I loved it. I loved getting to see it, and I love getting to see everyone's enjoyment. And I, I can't wait to to hear more interviews with people because, much like I, I talked about um, with uh, this, the upcoming uh, conversation with Luke and Nala about the Marvels, is I feel like that cast just had so much fun together. They, the, the, um, the Marvels cast talks about having just a, a blast on set, and I have no doubt that this cast was the exact same way with Wonka, was just having a great time every single day and actually wanted to come to work, and it was never difficult to to kind of get that motivation up. Yep, yep. Uh, I, want, I so. want to shout out one more uh, British actor, Tim Carter. Did you ever watch Downton, Downton Abbey? I did not. Okay. I, I have been told it's fantastic, but I'm so I wanted to to shout out Jim Carter as well. Um, so please go ahead. <laughs> um, uh, he, he's uh, yeah, he's Mr. Carter on uh, Downton Abbey. Oh, well, that's funny. I imagine people watch this and then he popped up and they're like, oh, oh, you know, which you know mm-hmm. I think is clever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it absolutely I think is a great a great little hey. Don't forget. Uh, you know where you know these people from. Um, Looking through this, I know Noodle, obviously Wonka. Mm-hmm. Then I don't know if I could sh- list another character name. Mrs. Scrub I'm glad it, I looked I it guess. up because Slugworth, it. right? Scrub, Scrub it, Slugworth, and Chief of Police are the only ones who I could probably pull out of uh, the top of my head if I hadn't looked. And I'm just glad I did look because I totally forgot Slugworth's character name. Oh, Slugworth. I see. You were talking about some dude and I wasn't positive who it was. And then you said he played Slugworth. And I, my, because <laughs> I'm me, my initial reaction was like, oh, he was in Harry Potter? Because <laughs> there's a <laughs> Professor Slugworth, I believe. Right, right. The potions, yes. dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now uh-huh. I see there's a character uh-huh. name. <laughs> Slug it. Slugworth. Very much so. Well, because Slugworth was uh, in, in the uh, original uh, Willy Wonka the, the movie, that was the rival chocolate competitor. Oh, yes. I believe, yeah. Yep. I remember that now. Yeah. That's clever. Uh, <laughs> I did not realize back that. Back to the. Time. the <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, again, part of the, part of the immaculate uh, homage package, basically, I think that, that they did. Uh, my shout out for Jim Carter uh, was just I want his voice. I love that deep baritone, and and I, I want it. Oh, I agree. 
Was that just creepy? Was that creepy? Less, uh, less Jim Carter and just more pervy. Yeah, I definitely went Buffalo Bill on accident. You know, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think you went deep enough the, on the skin, or it gets the hose again. No, that that went like oh, shit. Swedish. Now I'm scared. What the hell happened? Um. Oh. Um. On the way towards uh grades. So obviously, I can't fathom them not making a second one off of this. Um, I I totally agree with you that that there's no way that the, a second one isn't at least being talked about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it again would capture the same magic, but then again, if it's the same director and and you know crushes it like he did with Padding, Paddington too, anything's possible. All right, Brandon, the 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 production company, uh, the director, what's his face goes, hey Brandon, can you please uh-huh. at least give me an outline of the of number two? Which direction should we go? What do you want to do? Ooh. I would love to to explore how all of the Oompa Loompas like come to work for Wonka. I would love to see that that arc start and kind of like how how Wonka starts building his empire against you know more more than just these three uh, kind of zany competitors. Foreign cartels. Yes. Yes. Okay, I can see that. I'd like that. That wouldn't be bad. I'd be fine. With yeah, I'd be fine with that. So I've got the job then? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, fuck no. Oh, damn no, it. You suck. Shit. We watched <gasps> that one short that you did, so we did not like it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> um, I, I do, speaking of, of character arcs and, and storylines, like I just want to shout out that I think the the heart of this really came from uh, the decision to go with something that, that King talked about in an interview um, because he was interested in how... Um, how to explore someone who is virtually, you know, anti-greed, like someone who, who doesn't want, who doesn't like kids who are greedy, whether it's, they want all the chocolate or they want all the attention uh, to the, to the adults and and the competitors who are, you know, want all the money, obviously, and all the profits. And I think that it was an interesting way to, to kind of just explore that character and, and that character's inception of where it all came from. I agree. Do you think, and I don't know the answer, I'm going to see if I can find it. Do you do you know how much of that giraffe was CGI? Brother, fucking Jeff and I were like, is was that real? Was it not real? We don't know. After Last of Us, we uh, hey, anything could be real. Nothing could be real. Maybe it was an elephant. I don't know. Because <laughs> there were definitely some times I'm like, that is the most expressive giraffe I've ever fucking seen. I went, oh, wait, there is. <laughs> yeah, that. that's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> the giraffe had, did, did you um, notice giraffe had like a, like oh, a holy shit. come out the middle, which I thought they always had like the sides, but it was like, it had some like real like bump on it, the top of its head. So violent. I imagine when they're swinging their heads and attacking each other, that's going to hurt like hell. Yeah, that giraffe was, that giraffe was fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, all of it, God, there's just clever little bits everywhere. I liked it when he, Mm-hmm. Rolled into town and quickly lost all of his money. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the draft, mm-hmm. oh, the draft stuff was funny. I, I thought it was hilarious that um, the 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 zoo security guard ended up in love with the vault security guard. That that was hilarious. Oh yeah, what a great what a great twist, what a great touch that was. Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, it was it was. Yeah, I had a good time the entire fucking time. 
Um, unless, unless you have something else, you want to do some ratings? Nah, let's rate, rate, rate the movies. Rate, rate, rate the movies. Should we do, are we going to do The Boy and the Heron and Wonka? Yeah, why not? We talked about both. Let's right, do it. sweet. Let me, give me one sec. Uh, I'm ready. Yeah, you can go ahead. Um, all right, so let's, why don't we rate The Boy and the Heron first, or Heron, or whatever the fuck. I'm going to not, you know what, I, it's getting a point down now because I don't know how to pronounce the goddamn title. The boy. Das boy. Das boy. Yeah, and, and his hair. Uh, no, I, I I think it was a classic Miyazaki film. Um, I enjoyed it overall. It, it, was, it was weird. It was wild. It was imaginative. It was, it was gorgeous to look at. Um, but it just, I don't know, it, it left me kind of wanting more. And I don't know why exactly. I don't know if it's because... I missed out on the Studio Ghibli like impression when I was growing up and that's why like it just didn't blow me away or if it's I don't know because maybe I'm not the target audience or I just missed quite the the overall point of it or or you know because it was so personal to Miyazaki like it wasn't for me as relatable I just didn't I guess maybe I expected more out of it so um even though it was fun to look at and I enjoyed it I think I'm going to give it a solid 7 out of 10 Seven out of ten. Okay, seven out of ten. Yes. I mean, I'm not, yes. I'm not that crazy far apart from you. Um, I think I'm gonna go with um seven point seven five, which li- okay. lines it up for me with um Fantastic Mr. Fox, um, and Teenage Mutant Mayhem. I because I thought both of them have it was absolutely gorgeous. I liked being in the world. Um, I definitely could watch again, um, but definitely has, for me, problems, you know, story problems. The um, mm-hmm. the sound also in Boring the Heron was really good also, I thought, um, the whole mm-hmm. um, soundscape. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, so I- I'm going to put it um, at 7.75, match Ninja Turtles, which is another one that looked gorgeous, had a lot of fun, but, you know, it was kind of a kid's movie and it could definitely have been improved. So seven point seven five. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Boy in the head on. Who do you? Uh, bald head. The bald head nice. boy. Fucking bald head boy. Fucking bald head Heron. boy. Um, I'll go first for Wonka. Uh, also. Okay. Cool. Um, I am. So, uh, I also like to, as I just did with the last one, is match it with other ones that I also had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this one. I had like higher expectations, but um, going in, it it very it satisfied what I was going in for. It was a comical, fun. Didn't take itself too seriously. Um, the The songs were good. The singing was good and everything. It definitely didn't blow me away. Um, production design was great. I literally just want one of each one of those candies. And the whole mm-hmm, candy mm-hmm. making suitcase. Um, I thought Chalamet did fantastic. I had a extremely fun time. It reminds me of I absolutely enjoyed the hell out of Bullet Train. Um, I absolutely the hell enjoyed myself in Tar. Um, and oh, and and other uh, John Wick Four. So all those are at 8.25, and I'm also going to go at 8.25 for me. Just put it on that level with John Wick 4 and those guys. 
Nice, nice. Um, yeah, so then I definitely liked it uh, a bit more than you oh, did. Shit, Brandon. I'm sure um, you're at like triple digits. 106. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I can't, I can't, I can't give a movie 107. I just can't, I can't get that there. That would be crazy. But that would just be insane. Who would do that? No, I, I, I honestly, I just, it was adorable. I, it was, it was pure delight uh, from from start to finish. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was comedic and in. in in the places it needed to be, I thought it was a little bit more dark in the play in, in, you know, as, as a good brevity, uh, kind of breath. Uh, I thought the cast was stellar. I enjoyed the songs. I thought that yes, while none of them necessarily stood out between one another, I thought they were perfect in the world, um, from production design to hair and makeup, to visual effects, to the, uh, costumes and my God, those props. I, I will, I'll take a cane and a hat, please. Yes, please. Oh um, yeah, that's right. The cane also was badass. That cane was amazing. Uh, I don't know why I could live without it. was all like it. It was a good hat though. A really hat, interesting. Though. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a, a really intense hat. I don't know why. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I thought everything just was working on, on all cylinders. It was fun to watch. It, it seemed like everyone was having fun, uh, performing and honestly, there's, there's not much that I disliked or not much that was wrong with it. Um, and especially just because, like I said, I feel like this is kind of how, uh, something should pay homage to, an intellectual property, something that's existed and well-known and well-loved, um, where it, it just took bits and pieces, but was its own thing as well. Uh, so I personally, uh, was blown out of the, out of the water. So I'm going to give it a nine and a half out of 10. I loved this, this I already wrote it down. Nice. Nice. Good job. So good. Yeah. No, shout out to myself. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that puts it for me that, that puts it up there with, with some of my favorite things that I've seen. And again, you know, uh, quality is, is one thing, uh, stories is another, but just again, the way that this movie made me feel, um, and I definitely did tear up at the end. It definitely made me feel a lot of emotions. Um, and I just, I just enjoyed it all the way through. Yep. I, I a hundred percent agree. It's yeah. So Sweet. Um, before we get out of here, I actually have a question uh, from one of our fans. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. Um, so Eric asked us if we have a least favorite of the uh, movie of the entire year. Ooh, least favorite. Least favorite. Yeah. Uh, something that, that you just did not, didn't click with you. Um, I, yeah. So gut reaction. And I'm probably like technically how it was made. It was definitely not the worst of the year. But I had such a massive buildup for 65, and I was so looking forward to it, mm. and it just mm-hmm. disappointed me. <laughs> so I'm going to go with 65 <laughs> just because, God, I was so excited. And they should not – they teased me, and then they just took it all away. <laughs> and they ripped it from you, ripped it right out of you. Um, yeah, no, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, I, I was torn but I between – uh, two movies, but I liked one more than the other. So I am going to go <laughs> with Transformers. <laughs> well, no, two, no. two of the worst ones, <laughs> I think. It's a good separation but, yeah. of to pick the one that you like least out of those two. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I guess I didn't. What was the second one? Uh, the other one was uh, Meg 2, The Trench. Ah, hurt, hurt, hurt. Um, I just, yeah, I didn't love it, but I, I had a better time with it than at, than at Transformers. Right. If we were talking like worst, worst, we watched Sharks of the Corn. That was the worst made. But it was a whole lot oh, more yeah, fun. I'm a whole sure. lot more fun than both of the ones that I listed. I do. I believe you. I believe you for sure. Uh, cool. 
Cool. So that's uh, good question. That that is a good question. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Thanks for thanks for that. Um, where where was guess, it? Twitter. What's where, that? Where where'd the question come? Yeah. From? That was. Oh no. That that came out uh, off a of Reddit. Oh, that came Reddit. out of uh, yeah a Reddit post. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So that was that was very nice. I I appreciate that. Um, yeah. If you guys have any any other questions, any comments, any any major concerns, yeah, let us know. I I love answering these kind of things. Any any or opinions you want? If or, if we are going to talk about something and then we get off topic and don't remember what it was and somebody was annoyed by that let you can mention that too <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yes please do yeah that would be great if you guys want to reach out please do we're on twitter at watch underscore podcast we're on facebook at what we watched as i'll post uh, things on reddit as well so come say hi over there uh if you see one of our posts uh, i'll see if i can get an account page up or something um matt you got anything else for today oh hell no Oh, hell nah, nah, son. Cool. Well, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week when we do our year wrap up. That's coming up uh, in a week A week from today. Uh, look out for that. I'm excited to talk to you, to you and Jeff and Max about, about the year, this year in movies, and uh, what we're looking forward to next year. Hell yeah. Right on. All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and enjoy the movies. Bye. Bye. Bye.